This program is a collaboration of personal opinions and individual free thought. It does not represent the views or narrative of the mainstream corporate media hacks. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an echo. Echo. Oh, something weird's going on. Something weird is going on. Sure, your laptop? It's it's something to do with all the freaking settings and shit. It's coming out this monitor. One of these monitors. It's so freaking awesome. It's awesome when things don't go right. Welcome to the Break the Bell podcast. I'm going to try to figure out how to get this. That's not it. Why is it coming? It's not there. No, it's not. All right, time out. Phil, I blame you. I blame you too. There we go. I got it. Got rid of it. All right. We've got monitors and uh, my audio settings are all screwed up and everything, but we are here. Yes. That's all that matters. And it's fixed. It's fixed now. Eventually, we'll figure it out. Derek says, so much silence. Hey, Derek, um, you said that while I was struggling to get <laughs> the intro music to play. And then once the intro music played, I, you, I was like, man, I wish it was silent again because everything else was screwed up. So, um, But we're here. We got it fixed and we're figured out. You think by, it's been, what, three years yeah, we've been doing yeah, this? We, we'd have our shit together. But no, nope. no, we don't. <laughs> we still don't have our shit together. But that's all right. Um, speaking of people not having their shit together, right? I, would you would you be surprised to hear that there was like a military struggle in West Africa, like a coup in West Africa? Isn't that like Tuesday? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, why why is why is the media paying so much attention to this one? I mean, there's been for the last three years, like the entire Western yeah. side of Africa has been a military coup. And right. Before that, probably the entire rest yeah. of the continent of Africa. So um, why why the fuck does it matter? Why does it right. matter that um, Niger, that's how you pronounce it too, Niger. It's yeah. not Niger. It's not Ni Niger. It's not the other words. The other word, it's yeah. Niger, apparently, according to Google and okay. CNN and other companies. It's probably going to check that out. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah, I had to look it up because uh, at first I was just going to throw the N-bomb out yeah, there all, like... all, all, all episode long. It's just like the country of... <laughs> We're there. We're there. <laughs> I remember when my son was... Pro it was probably two years ago, so he would have been like 10. And he was going through like... I don't know. He's reading through something something for like social study or history class or ge world geography or something. And he just, he went and read that country and he's like, uh, I don't know where he even heard the word before. He's like, dad, did you know there's a country of 
and he drops the end. But I was like, yeah, no, there's not. <laughs> that's not there's it. Not, that's not it. But good on you, though, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to be talking about that country. We should just bleep out. Yeah, right. Every Never time I say it, just have like a beep. Yeah. <laughs> just bleep it out every time. Just just to prove a point. Uh, but I I don't know. Like we're talking yeah. about, it, obviously, but right. that's because like it's all over the media. It's a, it's just a country as as Donald Trump probably would call it a shithole country, right? And a shithole continent. It's like I feel like they're paying more attention to Niger than they did to Haiti, which is like yes, next door, yeah. like next door. Well, and because I, Haiti they paid attention to for like three days. Yeah, and it was like hardcore for three days. But this one's been going like an ongoing kind of discussion for at least a week now, which is yeah. which is a long time in uh, the twenty four yeah. hour news cycle. Well, it's because it's because I think that we were allowed to screw up Haiti. And, oh, and, and Africa kicked us out before we we're able to totally screw it up. Uh, did we? <laughs> I mean, maybe it's not us that screwed it up i mean it was originally a french colony yeah well and they you know how french colonies go and i feel like the french screwed it up so yes. um haiti probably... was also at one point a french colony <laughs> haiti was oh that's right so i i don't know maybe maybe it's a french thing i don't know i just know like in the past we've talked about how africa is kind of gonna going to be the new playing yes. ground because yeah. what was the country in africa that like the entire Uganda, airport, Uganda. Yeah, China yeah. owns their. Yeah, they their couldn't one pay their international debt, so China's like, you know what? We're just gonna take. Yeah, this, this is our airport now. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like a mafia. Just yeah. like, yeah, you you couldn't pay for your protection, so uh, it's, yeah. it's ours now. We're take we're taking over it, yeah. and we're going to make a percentage, probably mo all of it. They yeah. probably make. And, and I do think that you know, without the the news, you know, actually coming out and saying it. Africa is like prime real estate right now. Oh, absolutely. Like everybody wants a piece of Africa. I mean, there's got to be something there. Yeah. yeah. Besides desert. Right. Because, I mean, they got there's got to be something they're not telling us. Because yeah. why the fuck do we all care so much about, um, like, arid wasteland right. in the middle of, like, the Sahara, the... Yeah. What I, I can't even think of. It. It's not even the Sahara. It's like borderlining uh, the Sahara. Yeah, like it's like the, another desert. Nairobi. Yeah. But anyway, it's just like, why, why do we care? It's got to be the resources. It's got to be. It's always the resources. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I thought maybe it was like strategically close to Russia. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, it's got to be like, right. Right. Like in that area or like on the Mediterranean, like something strategic. It is landlocked directly in the yeah. like dead center of West Africa. Not close to anything you would consider like a strategic landmark or like right. a waterway or anything like that. So. It's like why? Why do we? Why do we give a shit about that? There, there, there's something there. We're yeah. gonna talk about it. We're probably not gonna come to any specific answer, but we're we're going to at least uh, pontificate on I like that. on the um, reasoning why why we give why the West gives two shits about Niger. I mean, it's it's hilarious because now it's a it's like Biden's coming out. It's like, oh, this is a threat to democracy in the region and blah blah blah. It's like this is like. Sing, like one of the poorest countries yeah. in the entire globe right that we didn't give two shits it's... about about the the humanitarian issues there yeah. but now all of a sudden um this this it... coup happens which i i got to like i got to wonder if 
there's actually coups going on there or people just get pissed off and they're like, oh, there's a coup, there's a coup. And it, it makes you ask the question like, what? What defines, what decide, what's the determining factor whether a coup is a good thing against, like, a good thing? Like, if yeah. there was a coup in Russia right now, you you bet your ass we would be praising oh, yeah. it. Even though, supposedly, Vladimir Putin is an elected official there. Yeah. But a coup against an elected official yeah. in Niger is a threat to democracy. Right. It's like, what makes a coup a threat to democracy? Right. Yeah. Like, who determines that? Yeah. Besides, Apparently the United States. And the NED, most, yeah. oh, mostly. It's, yes, yeah. yes. So, it's in the name. But it, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll keep, yeah. we'll, we'll that for now. Yeah, because, I'm sure we'll, we'll come back around to that. Yeah. So it's just, it's hilarious to me because, yeah. um, this is like bigger than J6 in Niger right now. <laughs> yeah, so, right. and J6 was a coup attempt that was a major threat to democracy. But, yeah. but the Revolutionary War was a coup attempt that was not a threat right. to, it was against tyranny. Exactly. Right? So, and, and I, anymore, I just have to, my, groan and roll my eyes whenever i hear well it's a threat to democracy hey, so, i just want to be like just leave them the fuck alone right let them do their thing and it's like they're we'll get into all this they're yeah. not even hiding it anymore because you don't see like in any of the articles that i've been reading there's nothing about like this humanitarian crisis all these like you know how they used to play it up like well there's all the gonna be all this like migration and like all these starving people that need humanitarian aid. Right. We got to go in, blah, blah. No, it's just like, no, this is like a blow to the West in Africa. Yeah. It's like, they're right, not even, right. like, yeah. they're not yeah. even covering it up anymore. It's like, fuck them. Yeah. We just need that space right, right. there. Yeah. If, if they're not they, coming around, then we're not giving them food. It's like, <laughs> if they die, who fucking cares? Right. We'll get into that more often or more later. Um, before we do, obviously, we got to say we are on social media. We are on X, formerly known as Twitter, which is what apparently all the news stations are calling this X, formerly known as Twitter. Great. Beautiful. It's, it's so, it, it it's just annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's still Twitter.com. So, but yeah, every, like CNN, everybody's like, he, he said on X, formerly known as Twitter. It's like, just fucking call it Twitter. Yeah, right. Right. But we are on X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, you can find us at our X handle, formerly known as Twitter handle, at um, Break the Bell Pod. We are also on Facebook. We have a Facebook forum called the Breaking the Bell Forum, or you can just go to our Facebook page, which is also the handle at Break the Bell Pod. You can uh, buy some kick-ass merch, which we should have like a, um, I don't know, Save Niger shirt or something yes. like that. Yes, like, I like it. I like, like why don't it. we have that? Yes. Uh, <laughs> go to our website, breakthebellpod.com. You can get access to some kick-ass merch. You can find the links to everything that I just talked about there uh, in like two seconds ago to all our social media pages and stuff. Like, subscribe, share, buy our shit because um, it would make us feel really good yeah. about ourselves. And you, it'll make you feel good. And you'll, you'll look, look awesome. You'll look cool. Yes, it's very You'll flattering. make us feel good about ourselves because that'll make us feel like we're cool. Yes. So do it. Share it. Subscribe and buy shit. I mean, maybe that's... we should. Can we send a bunch of shirts to Nigeria? We should. Yes. Maybe we should make shirts that say "Save Nigeria" and send them to Nigeria. Send them to Nigeria. <laughs> yes. Niger. 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 Sorry. Niger. <laughs> I can't even say that. <laughs> no. Niger. Niger. <laughs> we're gonna get right into the show because we kind of got way off track. Not off track. We're way on track. Yes. So we As need to usual. get into this intro so we can stay on track um, and and talk about this coup in 
What's what? What do we call it? Niger. 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 What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Uh, the, uh, the, did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Who are you talking to? We're back. The sound is working now, I think. Nobody's told us it's not working. Nobody's complaining. Nobody's complaining, but maybe that's because like, thank God we can't hear her. I know. Like, we just come for the music. Yeah. Um, talking about... Another small country on the other side of the world that we shouldn't have our fingers in, I'm sure. Right, right. The reason they're as poor as they are, probably, is because we somehow had our fingers in there to begin with. Or, not. I'm not talking just the U.S., but the West, like Western culture, like, yes. that likes to, like, meddle in those smaller regions yes. and play their proxy games there, their yes. proxy wars there. Yes. Uh, fuck up the economy and then be like... It, it seems like anymore one proxy proxy war is not good enough. We got to have three or four going on. Oh, yeah, one time, obviously. Right? I mean, to keep people... I mean, it's like the TikTok yes. generation. It's like our attention spans are so short. It's like we got to throw all these different... We can't just focus on one, one proxy war. We've got to have like eight different ones to throw out at a time yes uh to make things make things really count i guess absolutely well um, and, and and it's a nice little show game right what do you, which one are we supposed to watch exactly so another coup again is it a coup or is it like a part of me and we'll we'll talk about it's like this government does not fully support the people it supports like the western colonizers which is what they're actually saying and like we don't want to do that we want to focus on the people so this has now become like a jihadist uh terrorist coup plot whatever um military uh i don't know yeah because they deposed the 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 puppet french leader and was he french yes yeah he was french i didn't know he was french yes so i mean (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of like when any of the countries that we put puppet leaders in and the people rise up and they're like, we don't like them and they yeah. fucking kill them. And we're right. like, that's a threat to democracy. Yeah. It's like, but is it? Yeah, right. It's like right. when the people, with the rule of the people, democracy, when the yeah. people are like, we don't like you, uh, you need to leave. No. Yeah. Okay, we're going to kill you yeah. or arrest you yeah. or banish you or whatever. 
how can you call that a threat to democracy? Right. Like, again, who determines that? Right. Like, which people? Right, exactly. Well, and anymore, it's if it's a threat, if it's something that does align with the United States, it's automatically a threat to democracy. Obviously, because, because we are that's a democracy. the only democracy that matters anymore, yeah. right? If, if it contradicts what we got going on, then it's a threat to democracy. Yeah. Uh, Derek says if the CIA organized it, it's not a threat to democracy. Right. Or, All right. the, or NED. the NED, which is... The basically the CIA. Basically the CIA. Um, so this one, either A, was not organized by the CIA, or B, there's a bigger game at play that it was organized, but they want you to think that it right. wasn't organized by them so we can get our freaking people in there and start another war. Right. But there is a good chance that it probably was organized by the... Yeah. You see where I'm going Yeah, here. absolutely. Absolutely. Like, the good coup attempts could be orchestrated or to NED orchestrated yeah. and the bad ones could be from the people <laughs> because look at like uh, uh i don't know like ukraine for example yeah. like that one was i mean it's bad but it's good but it's good but it's bad but that was obviously NED right yes like the 2014 ukraine yes, one that was like old. that was one i i don't know i i can't get into all the coups yeah and all there, there's all many the, there's many all the proxy coups that yes. we've had our fingers in it's probably most of them, the majority of them. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Yeah. And, and with a lot of these, and this goes back from when we were fighting against communism, it's like, well, this guy is taking all the money and leaving us impoverished and killing our kids. Uh -huh. But he doesn't like Russia. So, yeah, so it's so okay. He's good with us. Which you know? one was that one? Oh, name one. Oh, <laughs> well, look at like, what was it? Gaddafi that Ka we yeah. put there. Right. And then we're like, no, we don't like this guy. And so we yeah. had him killed. Most of the, yeah, most of the 80s guys. You know, most of the African or Middle Eastern or even South American guys, it didn't matter what what else they did as long as they said, no, I don't like Russia. Yeah. And then after the fact, just, they're just like, but I don't like you either. Yeah. And we're like, we had a good thing going. Yeah, here. I know. Why did you have to? We come had out a and good say thing that? going. We're here. giving you money. You're supposed to like us if we give you money. Yeah. So they haven't killed. So uh, this one is like today's today's crew is Niger. Like we said, mm -hmm. um, faced. According to early reports, faced a failed coup attempt, is what the early report said. Okay. Now, apparently, those responsible uh, were not keyed in. They missed the memo that this was a failed attempt because oh, they're okay. still there. Right, right. The president is no longer the president. Yes, he's in jail. He, yeah, he's been arrested or what, yeah. what have you. Uh, and so these initial reports, I think it was from the government of Niger... It was a. Uh, it was in vain. It was failed attempt, and um, all of a sudden, so, yeah. says the guy that has the president in jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. It they messed up. Yep. <laughs> so I'm going to pull this. This is one of the earlier reports. It says Niger president presidency confirms coup attempt, and says the president, or says President Bazoum and his family is safe. So this was from uh, July 26th. So this was okay. like. The early days okay. of the coup. When it first started. This is yeah, this is early era coup. Okay. Which we're talking like a span of like five days right. here. So uh, a lot's happened in the last right. five days, apparently. <laughs> Says the African African Union, European Union, and Economic Community of West African States, which you're gonna hear of this this one a lot. This it's kind of like the EU, but it's like Africa's EU. Right. Yes. Uh called ECOWAS. Uh, on Wednesday, ring, ring as well. 
condemned an attempted coup by some members of military in Niger. Now, it's always funny to me when these superpowers or like the EU or the United States comes out and publicly condemns the actions of another country. It's like, yeah. So what does that do? Yeah, right. It's just like, no, bad. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Like, do you think the people that do the things that get condemned by the Western countries give two shits if the Western countries condemn them? No. No. You think Russia, like how many times have we condemned Russia? How many times have we condemned the actions in North Korea? Right. And how, how often does it continue? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's at least a sanction. It's kind of like in school when you get your name written on the chalkboard, it's like, Oh gee, (laughs) not the scary piece of chalk. Yeah. I had this, um, student teacher. You remember student teachers back in the day? They, they were students that were teachers that thought they held the power of a teacher, but they were also a student. Yeah. Um, and every now and then the student teachers, like the real teacher would be like, you know what? I got a student teacher. I'm going to take the fucking day off. Right. Good luck. Yeah. And what usually ha- like what, Oh, they, how, they how did the students des- treat those? They destroy them. Oh yeah. <laughs> Make them cry. <laughs> exactly. I have one though that, uh, she started crying and she would just constantly, she would hold up the piece of chalk. Like, she wouldn't even say anything. She'd just be like, hold up the chalk like she was going to write your name down. And she's like, oh, not the scary chalk. <laughs> and that's how I feel like these countries are when the what, like some of these other countries or the EU or whatever um, is like, we're going to condemn you if you do that. It's like, oh, yeah. not, you not condemn. You can't sit at our lunch table anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> says Musa Faki Muhammad, the chairperson of the African Union Commission, strongly criticized the actions of some soldiers who attempted to undermine the stability of Niger's democratic and Republican institutions through an, ac- an attempted coup. Mohammed urged the soldiers to immediately cease their unacceptable actions. So this started out, I, I want to say it started out, but it kind of, the coup part began as like members of the military who were like, nah, we're not going to fucking do this anymore. Right, yeah. And it was like the president's guard, like direct guard, like members of the president's direct guard that were like, nope, we're not doing this anymore. And they so they like blocked off any access to the presidential quarters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wouldn't allow anybody in or out. And that that's how it kind of okay. started up. It says earlier the Nigerian presidency confirmed that a coup attempt was carried out on Wednesday morning by soldiers who sealed off access to the official residence of President Mahmoud Bazoum. It is the act of certain elements of the presidential guard who did not obtain the support of the National Armed Forces and the National Guard, the West African country's president said in a statement. Early Wednesday morning, elements of the presidential guard engaged in an anti-Republican mood movement and tried in vain tried in vain to obtain the support of the National Armed Force and National Guard. So it sounds like, like off the bat, it sounds like these presidential guards were like, hey, you guys in on this? And the National Guard's like, nope. And then they went to like the army, like, hey, you guys going to help us out? And they're like, nope. So I'm not sure what transpired right. between then and now where like Wikipedia doesn't even list this guy as the current president of really? like it, it's gotten that far that even Wikipedia is like, nah, that guy's not the fucking president anymore. Yeah. Um, military commander is listed as Niger's president. Oh, interesting. Says 
Mohammed Bazoum and his family uh, re are reported to be in good health, according to the presidency. The Army and National Guard are ready to attack the elements of the Presidential Guard involved in the mood swing if they do not return to swing. better. <laughs> I feel like there's got there's got to be some mis either mistranslation here <laughs> yes. or this guy is really downplaying this yeah. fucking event. I, I'm going to say it's probably a mistranslation. <laughs> involved in this mood swing if they do not return to better feelings, the presidency hmm. said. It sounds like a a husband <laughs> a delusional husband right. whose wife has legitimate concerns and he's like you're just being moody. freaking moody it's <laughs> is it that time of month for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, what did they what did, what did they used to call it back there was like a term that they would call women back then uh or like back in the 60s no. um when they would get they'd freak out they'd be like oh you're just being uh, it's basically like moody yeah, or right. whatever. So <laughs> it's just hilarious. If you don't return to better feelings, uh, <laughs> the National Guard is ready to attack all of these mood swings. Wow. That's that's violent. <laughs> Mohammed called on the people of Niger, the, con the continent and the world to unite in condemning the coup attempt and demanding immediate and unconditional return of the felon soldiers to their barracks. Uh, Joseph Burrell... Fontellas, the high representative of the EU for foreign affairs and security policy, also condemned the attempt. Very concerned about the ongoing events in Niamey, or Niger's capital. The EU condemns any attempt to destabilize democracy and threaten the stability of Niger, he said via Twitter. The Econ Economic Community of West African States, or ECOWAS, of which Niger is a member, also condemned the attempted the attempt to seize power by force. It demanded immediate and unconditional release of President Bazoum. Niger, a landlocked West African nation, has a tumultuous history history with coups, facing various coups and coup attempts since gaining independence from France in 1960. The recent act by elite presidential guard has heightened concerns among citizens who have flooded social media, fearing potential coup attempts. Then it talks about like five or six other coup attempts since the 60s. Yeah. And I don't really fucking care about that at this point. <laughs> right. Not, not right now, at least. Anyway. Right. <laughs> so, again, sounds like, like when you're very clearly not in control of what's going on right now. How are you going to come out and be like this failed coup attempt? Right. Like I, you're not even in a position yeah. of power. Like you can't even leave your residence currently. Yeah. Uh, and you're like in the same sentence, you're like, if you guys don't go back home and get over these mood swings, we're going to send the army after you. Right. Yeah, but, but this was a failed coup attempt. I right. obviously, uh, it, obviously it's kind of like when the Wagner group in Russia, supposedly right. quote unquote, supposedly uh, attempted a coup in Russia. Right. And then Vladimir Putin's like, yeah, nothing to see here. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to look like right. you're the weakling. Yeah, they're and projecting you're, strength. Yeah. You don't want your country to think that you're no longer in power because yeah. as soon as the country thinks you're no longer in power, guess what? Yeah. You're no longer in power. Right. You're not legitimate anymore. <laughs> so again, again, I'm not sure exactly what happened from that point until now where it's just like 
we we're gonna have to like send in troops from yeah. the other African nations or from NATO or the EU or something. Yeah. Like obviously they again missed the memo and like now we're not going home. So it escalated from there. Yeah. I, I don't know that it necessarily escalated, but it escalated at least in the president's right. mind. He started coming yeah. to the realization that this isn't working out in his best interest. Yeah. So and, and my from what I read, they've put a number of deadlines in place that the, the <laughs> yeah Bulgaria was supposed to fall through with. And how'd that go? Not. How'd they go? Yeah, they've kind of ignored it. They said, fuck your deadlines. Yeah. We don't care about your deadlines. Yeah. So Look I want, at me. I am the captain now. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's like, right. who cares about your deadlines? I'm I'm in control here. Yeah. Um, I wanted to just get into like, because I didn't even know where Niger was until okay. looking this up. I knew it was in Africa, yeah, obviously. Right. Um, based on the name, it's obviously in Africa. Um, <laughs> but I didn't know where. I didn't know what what they had, like what kind of government they had. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't I just yeah. well it I'm changes often. It changes well often. obviously it clearly <laughs> it does. It goes from democracy to like this is like its seventh military rule yeah. since like 1960 or something. Yeah. So, but it's also touted as like a major democrat democratic success story in Africa, which I'm not sure exactly what they're basing that on. Well, it's because the United States and France were in charge, and the United States has like heavily military, right. and so that is all of considered Europe a success. Does. When the United States owns you, you're considered a democratic <laughs> success, guess. right? But when it's failed. At least seven times now in the last, uh, yeah. what, 60 years or 70, 60 years, it's failed seven yeah. times now. Yeah. Where are we getting this definition of democratic success? Because yeah. because whenever the people rise up and be like, we don't want you here. And then they put them down. They're like, it's a success. <laughs> but like here in the United States, the same people would be like, we're like a failed democracy right. because Absolutely. of blah, blah, blah. It's so corrupt here, blah, blah, blah. But then you go over there and it's like they hold their ground for maybe a year and a half. And like, oh, it's a, yeah. it's a Democrat, <laughs> Democratic victory. Right. Yay. The people rule. They 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 overcame yeah. that, mili- that seventh military, sixth military intervention. So, again, I want to just kind of briefly go over a little bit of info on the Wikipedia about Niger. Like I said, if you if you look at <laughs> the um the government is uh the current president is this Abdurrahmani Chichani who is definitely not the guy that they listed right as the president that was arrested so yeah. even wikipedia is like no this wasn't really a failed attempt this was just pretty successful yeah, right. because uh they're listing the military maybe Chichani is the one that got on there and said i am the leader obviously <laughs> Uh, so Niger, officially the Republic of the Niger, is a landlocked country in West Africa. It's a unitary state uh, bordered by Libya and northeast Chad to the east, Nigeria to the south, Benin and Burkina Faso to the southwest, Mali to the west, and Algeria to the west, northwest. It covers a land almost... Uh, 490,000 square miles, making it the largest landlocked country in West Africa. Over 80% of its land lies in the Sahara. Its predominantly Muslim population of about 25 million live in 
mostly in clusters in the south and west of the country. The capital of Niamey is located in Niger's southwest corner. It's one of the poorest countries in the world. Some non-desert portions of the country undergo periodic drought and desertification. The economy is concentrated around uh, subsist subsistence agriculture with some export agriculture in the less arid south and export of raw materials, including uranium ore. It faces challenges to develop to development due to its landlocked position, desert terrain, low literacy rate, jihadist insurgencies, and the world's highest fertility rates due to birth control not being used and the resulting rapid population growth. Now, hmm. the worst part of all of this is if the West loses Niger, where is Bill Gates going to test his population control at? Right. Like, exactly. I mean, we got like already got all these like population booms because they don't use birth control right. and probably the uh, the population control methods that Bill Gates has laid out so many times. Um, and we've talked about how he's, he's done a lot of yeah. so much testing in like I, Africa. I they started testing the COVID uh, vaccine probably there. <laughs> Most likely. Yes. So. And all the AIDS vaccines that didn't work. <laughs> yes. All like all of it started there, yeah. probably. Uh, so we can't lose Africa because then um, Bill Gates's playground is closed to us. So we got to we got to hold hold on to what we can. I exactly. Guess. Um, apparently it's controlled by or was controlled by France as a colony until 1960 when they gained their independence. Now, they gained their independence, but France had a lot of kind of dominance still there right. in the economy apparently let me let me scroll down to that part because apparently maybe it's not in this one but apparently like they still use like some form of the franc which is also tied to the euro okay which they have to keep like 50% of their cash or their their francs or whatever in a French like bank hmm. in a French what yeah. uh, central bank yeah and so there's obviously a lot of control that France still has yeah yeah you're independent yeah. but you can't use your money unless it's flowing through us you right. have to use our money yeah and it's got to flow through our banks it's got to be held in our banks and uh, we have like pretty much 100% control of your money. But but you're independent. Yeah, right. That's fine. We're going to send you a lot of money, but we're going to keep it in our bank. Yes. Um, I if you're to, good, if you're good, you'll get some. Let me see if it talks about it. Maybe that, that might have been somewhere else. Might have been somewhere else. But anyways, I would say it's still probably equivalent to modern day colonization. Yeah. Um, how many countries like uh, the. Western superpowers can get away with saying that's our colony in Africa or right. South America yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, you just can't say that anymore. No, that's no. like say, admitting to owning slaves still yes. or something. It's like it's just it's it's a little bit frowned upon. So it's like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna grant you independence because that's just that's yeah. what the cool kids are yeah. doing these days. But but your entire economy is still gonna flow through our economy. And uh, we want first uh, rights to like all your min minerals yeah. there, your oil exports, your uranium yeah. and all that shit. 
uh, we 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 want access to. But but you're don't worry, you're independent. Yeah, right. You're your own country. You'll even have your own constitution. Yeah. You'll be able to elect your own leaders. But we have to approve them, obviously. Yeah. And you can do whatever you want. We just get to tell you when to go to bed. Uh, Derek says, as long as. This new guy gets me the money that the Nigerian prince promised me. I am cool with it. That's Maybe that's Nigeria. That's Nigeria. That's Nigeria, that's Nigeria not yeah, Nigeria. Totally different. Totally, totally different. Yes. Um, anything else you want to know about Niger? Here's here's the location right yeah. here. So it's like dead middle of yeah of landlocked well, Africa. And you got you got Algeria and you got Libya. And the uh, what's the um, uh, Bonafista? I, I don't uh, remember. Anyways, Bonafasto. Yeah, do you, not not a lot of stability around. No, they've there. all like yeah. been through their own coups. Right. Yeah, and are still still and still going through their unstable. own. Yeah, how how many of those coups have we even paid any? Oh yeah, gambit. Right. I think maybe Libya. That's I it. think I saw Guinea last year. Guinea, like West Africa, like yeah. Guinea. Um, I saw a report on the coup in Guinea last summer sometime, okay. and that's as far as it went. Right, right. But all that, like most of these others, I haven't even heard of, yeah. so I haven't seen that <laughs> that they were going through their own coups, and we haven't cared that they were going through their own coups, right. which tells me there's something very important here that yeah. we we've we've got to be missing, mm -hmm. whether it's the uranium there, whether it's the location has got to, I mean, the location's yeah. key. Um, but is it the number one uh, export? Isn't it the number one place where uh, celebrities adopt their children from? <laughs> there's, there's a good chance. Like That's Angelina Jolie. That's got to be it. Hundred. It's like, where are, are we going to, um, where are we going to traffic children, African children right. from for the celebrities? Yes. If we lose Niger, <laughs> I don't know if that's where she got it from, but <laughs> I don't know either. It, it's, it's yeah. got to be something. It's yeah. got to be. Gotta, where, where are we going to bring uh, all the Super Bowl right. horrors from? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we're losing a lot of our trafficking yeah. spots due to these coups. Yes. Like Haiti, big into trafficking. Yeah. Uh, Ukraine, we can't let Ukraine fall because there's a lot of human trafficking there. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, we got to keep as many of those trafficking countries right. on our side. So obviously we can keep them from trafficking. Yeah. Clearly that's why not right. because we want the control yes, of the because traffic freedom because <laughs> of freedom. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Kyle now, M says slavery with any, another face and name and face. Yeah, exactly. Pr pretty much. Yes. Uh, now it's interesting that not only is Wikipedia saying, calling this how it is, that this wasn't a failed attempt. Yeah. Uh, they're also calling this the 2023 Nigerian crisis already. Wow. We're, we're already full-blown wow. crisis. That's quite Like, we title. haven't even stopped. Like, I still haven't heard our government call the Mexican border a crisis. Right. Remember when we did the, the Mexican yes. border is a crisis episode, what, two fucking years ago? Yeah, yep. Yeah, and they're still not saying yeah. that. And they, they went to the place where, like, not much was going, and they're like, oh, everything looks good here. Yeah. <laughs> But now, um, after like four days of problems in this country, and I'm, I'm not downplaying what's going on right. there. I haven't heard really of like a trial. I haven't heard of people being like butchered or anything right. like that. Like just I haven't heard of any uh, genocide or or just murdering the government officials. Right. Maybe that's all going on. And I just haven't paid that much attention. But 
full-blown crisis. Right. Like, have you, I haven't even heard much of like people trying to like flee, like um, refugees or anything like that flooding out of Niger. The the only thing I had heard is um, because of the the sanctions that were put on the country, uh, it's really hard to get food and supplies there. Sanctions we've put on them. Now, the reason for that is this. By law, I I read this. Mm-hmm. This isn't something I know because I'm not smart. <laughs> By law, once a coup like gets rid of a democratically, quote unquote, uh, ruler or leader, whatever you call it, um, by law, the United States has to cease the humanitarian aid and military aid to that country right. by by our own laws, mm-hmm. unless unless it somehow they can somehow word it as it's necessary for our national security. Right. So I'm waiting for that. Yeah. I'm waiting for that to come down. It's but, like, well, it's obviously an issue of national security. But wouldn't that that suck for you if you live in the country and and your government and military are having a pissing match and suddenly you can't get food yeah (laughs) yeah it's like all this supposed wait i can't like where was the humanitarian aid going because it's the poorest fucking country one of the poorest countries in africa or the world actually and all of a sudden we're like you know what we just can't give you food anymore because your government sucks i'm sorry (laughs) I'm sorry, but our hands are tied. Our law yeah. says so. If you decide to become a democratically ran country again, we'll give you food. <laughs> how how does it work that way? I know. It's kind of shitty. And what determines that another country is necessary for our national security here right. in the United States? Now, it's interesting because this, this country here is supposedly like a military like a hub point in Africa for our, our fight against uh, Islamic terrorism. And it's like, and I've seen that on several articles. I wonder if that's what they're, they're trying to bring this up as a national security issue because, well, where are we supposed to fight all these jihadists? Where are we, how are we supposed to prevent nine 11 again? If we don't have our hub there, we prevented all these nine 11s. By having our hub in Niger. So I, I feel like that prob- maybe that's... I, I can see that. Because when was the last time we gave two shits about freaking Islamic terrorists? Right, yeah. In the last... In the 20... Probably 2016 and on. Right. You you haven't really... Besides besides the fact that they took back over Afghanistan right. after we left there. Yeah. But I don't even think... You didn't even really hear it referred to as like Islamic terrorism, right? It was just the Taliban took back over and they may have thrown Al Qaeda in there, Mm -hmm. but you, you don't even hear of jihad anymore. Right. Yeah. There hasn't even been somebody who's run down people in France yet. It's (laughs) suddenly, it's like, well, where are we going to fight the jihadists in Africa? It's like, I didn't even know there still was jihadists. Yeah. I I thought we just didn't care about those. I thought it was Russia now, not jihadists. I thought we moved on. Yeah. So, uh, or uh, domestic terrorists, right? Well, obviously, yeah, yeah. we got the, the freaking Republicans and right. shit. And yeah. then we got J6, the Russians, which are basically right? the same thing. Basically. So, I mean, we don't, do we have time to fight jihadists anymore? No, I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't either. I think we can squeeze them in around Christmas. So I wanted to look at the background of this uh, Niger um, crisis that they're talking about. Because it, it goes into the timeline. Uh, there was some interesting... Something interesting here on July 29th, 
uh, this, this timeline jumps all over because it goes July 29th and the 30th. Then it jumps to a pre-coup time, which was like last month. So I'm not sure why they didn't put that first. But this was interesting here was the statement read by Colonel Major Amadu Abdramain, um, who is one of the military, was the military junta is what they call it, Got or it. like okay. the military controlled like the military government yeah, or whatever right, right. they're accusing the ECOWAS, which is like the african eu mm -hmm. um in his statement he accuses ECOWAS of planning to approve a plan of aggression against niger through an imminent military intervention in niami supporting supported by certain western countries and warned of the junta's strong determination to defend the country so they had issues with they thought something was coming down to, prior to this like hmm. this is talking i think about like the the western allies coming together and coming against them but it's like the putin defense right right now yeah cuz it talks about pre-coup demonstrations hmm. in the capital before any of this happened so something was going on there or they were they they were they yeah. didn't like what was going on or they thought something was going to happen and so they per performed this coup, I guess. Okay. So it says in March, in, Mar in a march at the request of Chiani and organized organized by the M62 movement, which had previously opposed Bazoom's government and Operation Barkhane and supported the Russian supported the Russian invasion of Ukraine, thousands of pro-coup Nigerians gathered in Naomi's place de la concertation in front of national assembly and went to the french embassy carrying nigerian and russian flags with slogans such as down with france out with a barcane we don't care about ECOWAS and the european union and the french or the african union arrest the former dignitaries to return stolen millions and down with france long live putin hmm now <laughs> A part of me wants to think that the West is throwing in the long live Putin part there right. because that's just so odd to me. Yeah. I could see the down with France part. Right. But they're throwing in that they are supportive of the Putin attack on Ukraine. Ukraine. Huh. Is that Western propaganda or is Russia like whisp like whispering in their ears? You know, you get rid of the West. Well, he promised you like so much right. more. Yeah. Oh, well, and maybe that's it because remember when we did our report on the 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 war, right? The Ukraine Russian war that uh, Russia and Ukraine are major like providers of resources for African nations. Oh yeah, right? yeah. A lot of the food goes to Africa. Yeah. A lot of the grain exports in Africa. So maybe maybe you know it's one of those things where Ukraine was like kind of starting to like raise prices or something like that, and Russia's like, look, we'll take care of these. We'll put some price controls on it. You guys will be good. Or yeah, when when the U.S. and Ukraine decide to put sanctions on Russia, and then blah blah blah, all the shit stopped pouring into Africa. What do you think Putin was saying? Yeah, it's like if it was your buddies the there. States. Yeah, it's well, it's it's the West. It's yeah. like you know, France is in the West pocket. The United mm -hmm. States controls the West in the EU. Like like, who yeah. do you think's responsible here? Yeah, you were hungry. Now you're more hungry. Yeah. Who do you blame for that? Yeah. If like, the United States get it out of the way, you guys could get your food. It's like I'm I'm just looking for a way to provide for you yeah. guys. Like right. I'm sure it's not 
out of the goodness of like Putin's heart to provide to Africa. I'm I'm sure he's got his own strategic move going on there too, but it would be easy if you're like a starving country and all of a sudden food stops flowing into your country to turn around. Well, we talk about like the vacuum effect when, when shit, when we take out like a government leaves a vacuum and Mm -hmm. a lot of times jihadists move in or, Mm -hmm. uh, Whatever, whatever yeah, the, freaking the biggest, stick. a worst, yeah, a worst freaking group yeah. moves in. So it'd be easy for Russia to be like, you know, yeah. you've been following them, you've been listening to France for how many years now? Since the 1900s, the early, like late 1800s, early 90s, like you've been under their control. How full have your bellies been since then? Right. And now they're even emptier. Yeah. Now, do you want to keep going down that road or? Do you want to do something about it and maybe give us a chance? I'm not promising. Right. He's like, I don't, I, you have no reason to trust us, but can it get much worse? Right. <laughs> can right. you really right. get much hungrier? Yeah. And I, I mean, that really seems how it's, it's shaping up nowadays. It's like, okay, well, I really don't like what they're doing. Right. Let's see what these guys can do, you know, and, and maybe Putin's playing his own version of the Ukraine. Like, oh, okay, sure. well, the United States is tying us up here. Let's tie them up over there. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, like, who's responsible there. But right. I, I guarantee you it's not Niger that's responsible <laughs> right. for it. Yeah. Um, apparently, they the demonstrators called for immediate intervention from the Wagner group, which is weird to me that there's this Russian mercenary group that's just, like, active in Africa. Right. Yeah. Like, down, just fighting wars down in Africa mm. without there being some kind of ulterior motive. Right. Like, why do you think the, the Wagner group didn't get just wiped off the face of the map last month? Right. Because they have a, this thing going on in Africa. And it's not like Putin can send yeah. troops down there to kind of meddle in Africa. It's just like, you know what? We'll keep you around. You guys fucked up, but got this thing going on. Maybe, in Africa. maybe they're the Russian NED, right? Oh, I'm sure they are. Um, it says the demonstrators call for immediate intervention by the Wagner group. During the march, the entrances to the French and American embassies were closed. The French embassy's walls and gates were set ablaze and damaged whilst Nigerian soldiers and General Salifu Modai were seen on the ground urging the crowds to disperse peacefully. The crowd left other police left after police fired volleys of tear gas in response. Images showed people being loaded to ambulances with bloodied legs. Bloodied legs? Just bloodied legs. Huh. In response to the attack on the embassy, the French government warned that attacks on its nationals, military personnel, diplomats, and interests would lead to immediate and intractable response. What's France really going to do about it? Yeah, right. I mean, what has France really done in the last 50, 60 years? Yeah. I mean, they were great colonizers for a while. Right, right. Well, you know, Napoleon. Yeah, for a while. But that ended, and they've just been pussies ever since. Right. They form a nice resistance. You know, that's about right. It. On July 31st, it says on the behest of Equus, Chad's president, Mohammed Debbie, met with General Chiani and President Bazoum at the presidential palace in Niamey. The Chadian president released pictures of the meeting, marking Bazoum's first appearance since the coup. Meanwhile, Colonel at Abtremain accused Hasumi Mas- Masadu still claiming to be acting leader, substituting for Bazoum, of authorizing a French attack on the presidential palace to liberate Bazoum. 
The French foreign ministry denied there were any such plans, even though they're like, if you guys don't do anything, we're going to do something about it. And then they're like, oh, we had no plans to do anything about it. August 1st, the junta announced it had reopened Niger's borders with Algeria, Burkina Faso, Mali, Libya, and Chad. Um, Apparently, August 2nd, Nigeria cut off supplies and that turned into rolling blackouts in Niger. Blah, blah, blah. Just stuff happened. At some point, there was the ultimatum that um, you had talked about, like the right. the timeline, the deadline that was given. Uh, it's talks July 30th, the ultimatum and sanctions. On July 30th, Equus issued the Nigerian military junta with an ultimatum that Bazoom be reinstated as president within one week. In a communi- communication, we'll just say that because we're sure. not French, read by ECOWAS Commission Chairperson Omar Torre at the Extraordinary Summit, it's titled Extraordinary Summit, convened in Abuja. In response to the coup, they said that if their demands were not met, they would take all measures necessary to restore constitutional order in the Republic of Niger, Hmm. and that such measures may include the use of force. The response from the bloc towards the junta drastically differed from the measures taken with recent coups in Mali, Burkina Faso, and Guinea, which did not involve the threat of force for reinstating the overthrown government. So what makes this one different with this West Africa Union Pact whatever group that all these countries are part of? Why are they so determined to reinstate the Nigerian government right. when Mali, Burkina Faso, and Guinea, they, they're just like, yeah, that sucks. I, I guess just do your thing. Right. Yeah. Like what, what changed for the, what, was it maybe, was, I mean, it's potentially this is the last straw. It's like, I mean, this is the last country right, we right, have yeah. in our group yeah. here. <laughs> if this one falls, what are we even fucking doing? Right. We can't we can't let this be a failed experiment. So um all right, this time we're gonna do something. And Niger is like, what the what the hell, dude? You you didn't do anything in Guinea. (laughs) You didn't do anything in Mali. Like, why us? Why are I just let us go again? Just let us go. There's something more there. There's something that's garnishing all this Mm -hmm. international attention, not just like the African Union, but international like First of all, France is obviously pissed because, yeah, they're not technically um, the colonial powers there anymore, but they are the colonial powers there right. still. Just silent. They're they're silent partners. Right. Colonial. Well, partners. and maybe Niger is where they're. You know, France is laundering all their Fed money. You know, <laughs> every country's got one. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, on so, top of a lot of other things. Right. Right. Yeah. Human if the traffickers and whatever, if like the superpower countries or unions or whatever, if they are super concerned about a small, poor, broke country like this, it's because they're doing shady shit yes. in and out of it. Yes. Or on top of other things, on top of uh, they've got to have some sort of major resource there. Mm-hmm. They've got to. It's got to be a sp- strategic position. Yeah. And there's there's some laundering. Yeah. It's never humanitarian. No. People well, are getting rich off this country. Humanitarian is another word for money laundering. Yes. 
in yes. my opinion. Agreed. I mean, look at Haiti. Yeah. How much how much humanitarian aid have we sent to Haiti? How much good has it done? It's gotten worse. Since like when was the earthquake and the the tsunami and yeah. hurricane whatever uh, like yeah. the back to back crisis? Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, at least fit, like 10 15 years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said back to back and and I mean and with the Clintons going over there, that they probably did more damage than any yeah, earthquake and tsunami. Probably they did, they did, they did. They but freaking it's like, <laughs> raped it. Yeah, They're like yeah, we can do. We can, yeah, we can. We got the Clinton plan. Yeah, we can. Uh, we can profit off of this. <laughs> we'll, we'll treat you like we treat our aids. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, again, all this supposed humanitarian aid that's supposed to yeah. be going there, and just nothing, nothing right. to show for it. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, there's a coup. We better do something about it because this democratically elected president. And if this, again, if this was, if this democratically elected president was somebody we didn't like, it would just be smeared with, well, there's obviously corruption. There was obviously like uh, meddling in the, in the. Right. election process but this this guy is obviously somebody we liked right to be like oh whoa we can't overthrow a democratically yeah. elected president here yeah. because that would be bad so i don't know yeah it's definitely shadiness going on there it's it's funny that this is the one that raises the eyebrows it is and it makes me wonder like what's what's gonna happen next here mm-hmm. um i want to get into now oh, we still got time before break want to get into kind of the reasons why I think, and we kind of mentioned some of mm-hmm. it, um, like why this area, why so much international attention? Why is this so important to um, not just like France, but it's like, like there are sites that are like, well, the U S dropped the ball on this. And uh, this, this is going to be really bad for the U S if they drop the ball on this, hmm. this one's called the importance of being Niger. Let me pull this one up. Uh, this is from med-or.org. So it says, uh, profiting from a favorable diplomatic conjunction and a strategic position, Niger is a key partner for Europe in the Sahel. What's the difference between the Sahel? What is the Sahel? It's when it's really hot. Oh, <laughs> it's like Sahel. <laughs> <laughs> What's I should have looked this up already, yeah. but I didn't. What's the Sahel? <laughs> it's a region in Africa. <laughs> Gee, there you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> it's defined as the eco-climatic and biogeographic realm of transition between the Sahara to the north and the Sudanian savanna to the south. Um, having a hot semi-arid climate, it stretches across the south central latitude of the northern Africa between the Atlantic Ocean and the Red Sea. So it's like a yeah, it's kind of like the the divide between the Sahara and the okay. savanna. Okay. So it's kind of like the middle area. Yeah. Profit profiting from a favorable diplomatic conjunction and a strategic position, Niger is a key partner for Europe in the Sahel. Yet, President Bazoum needs international support. So this came out two years ago. Okay. Uh, for the country's internal problems emerging from the threat of several jihadist groups. I think he was newly elected at this time that this was written. Okay. Um, it says, 
Niger is the seventh contributor to the United Nations mission in Mali. Uh, it's part of the G5 Sahel, the main intergovernmental forum of the region and of the multinational joint task force that is currently fighting Nigerian jihadist groups in the Lake Chad region. Nigerian authorities are aware of their country's relevance on the central Mediterranean migration route, and most notably of the importance of Agadez as a structural node in its context. For this reason, since 2016, Niger has become one of the five African countries with which the EU has established formal migration partnerships in the context of the EU, EU migration partnership framework. Hmm. In between 2014 and 2020, the EU has supported Niger with over 1 billion euros on the contrast of her regular migration and human trafficking. Okay. Go. So it's on a major human trafficking route is yeah, what it sounds right, like. Right. What it sounds like they're saying to me. I mean, that you might translate that different, no, but that's no, how I That sounds exactly right. Um, you talked about military position. Let me see if I can find it. I don't know. I can't Plus find it. Plus a billion euros. Like you said, that's... That's going to line some nice pockets. Says, oh yeah, here it is. It says today instead, instead with thousands of troops involved in counterterrorism operations, military personnel from ten different countries on its soil, a great availability of energy source, and newly democratically elected president, former Minister of Interior Mohammed Bazoum, the country is aiming to take a more prominent stage in the geopolitics of Africa. Uh, somebody promised him something in the area that area of like the great reset and the world economic forum yep. and the eu and shit like that they, they that's my thought too this guy was probably placed there he yep. probably sits on the wef yep he, he's one of those guys he's one of those yep. global guys yeah you don't throw a billion euros at a third world country no. like that of course not um let's see Niger's renewed ambitions are linked to new leadership of president Bazoum, political heir of his predecessor ma Mohamedou Isufo, who aims at leaving its mark in the country's history while maintaining a certain degree of continuity with the past. Under the new leadership, Niamey has manifested its willingness of achieving a more proactive posture and gaining more independence in terms of tools and strategies to counter its security issues. Two key changes have emerged, evidently, in relation to contra contrast to the contrast to terrorism. Firstly, Bazoom in person stressed the importance of improving dialogue and mediation between pastoralist and farmer communities, enhancing the role of the state through delivery of basic services, thus making recruitment harder for jihadist organizations. Secondly, the new announced an ambitious investment plan of $5 billion to modernize its army, and Bazoom believes that such improvements process is a key to step as a key step to forge a new type of relationship with European partners. Wow. So building up this military, it's a, it's a military hub is what right. it sounds like. Yeah. Like so many articles state that this is like, like I said, the, the hub where we fight African jihadists right. in the region from all these like other nations that are just falling to freaking coups and mm -hmm. jihadist uprisings and stuff. So, this is our last 
our last stronghold too. Like if, if Niger falls, all of Africa goes to the jihadists. Right. And, it's like our African Israel, right? Or our African Iraq, maybe. Okay, that works too. But if that's what the people want, well, yeah, right, right. In that area, who fucking cares? Yeah. The reason why the jihadists come and attack the West is because for centuries we have not left their countries alone. Yeah. That and the fact that I guarantee you this, what, $6 billion that has gone to the country, the people aren't seeing jack Obviously, shit. Obviously, it's the It's going all to bazoom. <laughs> it is. You know it is. Yeah. It's going to line the pockets of the government. It's yeah. going to... Oh, oh, and obviously, at least fifty percent of it's going back into the French banks. Right. Yeah, so, right, it's right. Like, yeah, we'll give you five billion dollars. Right, you just got to invest it with us. Or you just gotta, it's gotta sit in our banks. Yeah. it just can't move yeah. out of our banks. But, but you'll get yours. an allowance. But you'll it's get your, an allowance. It, it's your money, <laughs> but we still hold. We're, right. We'll hold on to it for yeah. you. But it, don't all we worry. need is all your oil, all your uranium, and yes. and your children. <laughs> Because you have a lot of them. Now that's that's another major thing I want to talk about is their uranium there. Uh, because this one here says that their uh, Niger is the number five producer of uranium in the world. You would think that a country that was the number five producer of uranium in the world would not so be be so broke ass poor, right? <laughs> one would think, except except for the fact that they're being raped by first world countries well i know that this bazoom guy or whatever his name yeah. is he was trying to like develop more uranium or make more partnerships with with okay. with uranium but again as you know it's not going back to the uranium miners it's right. going to uh the the puppet government right. says arriva's uranium so this is from some mining site azanmining.com but it says arriva's okay. Uranium project at Amorin Niger is all set to begin production. The Amorin uranium mine would be the biggest in Africa. Production is likely to double the current uranium production levels of the country. However, rebels are currently fighting with the government to share to have a share in the uranium wealth. Yeah. What you were saying. Yeah. The rebels, aka the people, the people that are probably mining the right uranium yeah. they're like you know what dying for it we we'd like a little bit of the share yeah. and the government's like you guys are rebels um yeah we're the government we we were democratically elected yeah. quote unquote uh so take your rice and beans and like it exactly <laughs> says further hurdles that need to be tackled by the government and Ariva are the local environmental activists who claim that the local people in Amorin are being forcefully moved in the potential environmental hazards that the mine would cause. Just this paragraph alone mm -hmm. gives plenty of reason yeah. to question this coup. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. like, well, this government, democratically elected government, gave a big fuck you to the people, said, not yeah. only are we not giving you money, but we're going to kick you out of your space. Yeah. Your tribal gonna, land, most likely. We're going to tear up. Yeah, we're going to tear up the land. Yeah. We're going to probably pollute the land. Yeah. And not give you a dime for it. Yeah. 
says the government of Niger is keen on sorting out these issues and promoting uranium mining. It has claimed that the French company Arriva is its strategic partner in the development of the country's uranium. The country has also signed Niger, not, not the company. Niger has also signed the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty and ensures safe usage of the uranium for nuclear energy. Mm. Now, Niger may have signed that. Right. But where it's going exactly? Do they? You think they give two shits? Does, I was gonna say, do you how how fast do you think that uranium's gonna disappear to who knows who? <laughs> well, does France have France has nuclear weapons? Well, yeah. Don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, and that's this company. But how French much do you company. think other countries will pay for that kind of uranium? Right, enough right. to make uh, Niger Niger very rich. Right. It says uranium production in Niger has increased by twenty nine percent. From 2009 to 2010. So this is an old article too. Uh, the Kuda underground uranium mine is operated by Compagni something, something, something. This company is jointly owned by Arriva Group, which was French, like I said. Overseas Uranium Resources Development of Japan. ENUSA Industries, which I'm guessing is part, part U.S. owned. Yeah. Um, I've... Avanzadas SA of Spain and the government of Niger. Uh, it sounds like a big collaboration of like world superpowers yeah. that are coming together to be like, yeah. let's rape this land for yeah. uranium. And the rebels are like, we want part of that profit. And they're like, no, fuck you. This is right. a coup. Yeah. Keep mining. <laughs> the Arlet open pit uranium mine is operated by Societe des Mines. <laughs> I don't know, friend. <laughs> so, Mayor. This company is jointly owned by the Riva Group, which is French, mm -hmm. and the government of Niger. Right. Like 95 95. Yes. The Amor Rarin uranium deposit is considered to be of world-class standard. In 2010, Arriva began developing a mine in the area in which it planned to invest $1.6 billion. The mine would have a production capacity of 5,000 metric tons per year and is believed to have a lifespan of more than 35 years. Arriva will begin production activities in 2013 and will be employing about 1,400 people. Several At global wage. <laughs> At less than minimum like wage. Like a quarter, you quarter you, a day. I was going to say, do you think fucking yeah, Niger right. has well, yeah, minimum no, wage? No, I mean like, a, like, yeah, maybe like 10 cents a day type thing. Several global mining companies are also conducting uranium exploration act or mining activities in Niger. We have Artemis Resources of Australia, Paladin, we what? Where have we heard Paladin? That's familiar. Yeah, we've heard Paladin. I can't before. remember. Of Australia, um, Oaklo Uranium of Australia, Uru Metals of South Africa, Homeland Uranium of Canada, Bayswater Uranium Group of Canada, Orizone Gold Corporation of Canada, and Nuclear International Uranium Corporation of China. Hmm. All brokered by Hunter Biden. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Everybody is there. Like, yeah. Raping the land. Raping the land for its uranium. Yeah. And, the people. and then we're pissed off at the people for uprising right. against this democratically elected yeah. government that's like, we're going to make deals with right. all these countries yeah. and you're not going to get a dime. Yeah. We just want to take care of you. Yeah. I, we're bringing you into the 21st <laughs> yeah. century. Yeah. Now bend over. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, I mean, there's a couple reasons there. Being, uh, yeah, A, being yeah. the military hub, which mm. I... I feel like that's got it. That's less yeah. important to be like the hub 
the African hub to fight the extreme jihadists in Africa. That, that's just a bonus. Yeah. And to keep keep a military presence to make sure the right. people are in line, right? Yeah, this this uranium, like controlling mm. this uranium, being the number five yeah. slot, which again, even that, I don't even think is enough. Because you're talking like, I think, 13% of the entire world's uranium comes right. from Niger. The United States is far less than that. Do you know who one of the biggest contributors of uranium to the United States is? Mm -mm. Russia. Really? Yeah. Interesting. How does that fucking work? Uh, like when I see that, it makes me think this is all just a fucking show, right? This is all just right? a game. Yeah. Because we're supposedly at, at like <laughs> nuclear enemies. Right, right. But it's yeah. like, hey, can we get some uh, uranium <laughs> yeah, we, from you? Just, oh, yeah, yeah. That's fine. We got to threaten cool. you next week. So we got to have a little bit more uranium. Well, it's kind of <laughs> like the International Space Station. Right. It's just like, yeah, we're arch enemies, but we can come together to explore space together. That's <laughs> right, fine. Right. Yeah. Like, well, let's put our differences aside and explore space. Yeah. yeah. Like, because that worked so well in the 60s right. and 70s. Right. Yeah. They're like, we know you let us not get you. We know you didn't. <laughs> we know you didn't spill the beans about us not actually going to the moon. <laughs> right. So let's be friends. So we'll let you in on the, on the fake space station ride, too. <laughs> right, yeah. So. I don't know. What do you think so far? We got to get to. Yeah, I, I think I, I see a lot of shitty stuff popping up right now. And so the the saving the world for democracy excuse, you know, it seems like it's pretty bottom of it's the list. So Cold War. Yes. -esque. Yes. It's like what century, what decade century are we living in yeah. where we're fighting proxy wars with Russia? We're yeah. saving democracy. Right. Like communism barely exists now. Right. Yeah. But we're still like this Cold War mentality of. Yeah. Russia's the bad guy. Russia's the bad guy, and we got to save the rest of the world from it. Yeah, like I said, to preserve democracy, saving the world for democracy. I mean, that's the excuse everybody throws up from either Putin to Trump to to I don't Shaquille O'Neal. I don't know. I don't know that I've never heard Shaquille O'Neal say that. Well, he's big. He's he, he <laughs> he's really big. But. So no, but I mean, it's just you hear that so much now. It's like, well, we got to do this to save democracy. We got to do this to preserve democracy. Democracy and, is at stake as we know it yes. in Niger. Yeah. The biggest success story of democratic values yeah. in the continent of Africa. It's like, yeah. well, that's that's not saying much. Though. Right. Yeah. That's, that's so we're going to we're going to keep uh, raping the land and the and taking advantage of the people and stealing their resources right. because they're not responsible enough to handle it on their own. Obviously. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's what they do yeah. here. So they try to do here. Um, yeah. There, there's there's something there. Yes. And we'll talk some more about it when we come back. Yeah. I want to talk about the Russia problem. Okay. We could be because this whole thing is turning into like this playing out West versus Russia, but in Africa now. So it's like again, reminiscent of the Cold War, like fighting all these proxy mm -hmm. wars in these other countries and blaming Russia for it. Because Ukraine's come out and been like well, that coup in Niger, way down there, that's that was all Russia. That was or Putin, like Ukraine say. It's like, do you not have bigger things on your plate to worry about right now <laughs> than know. a shithole country right. in Africa? Even if it was, even if it was like orchestrated by Putin himself, yeah. he like hand wrote and like tied it to a freaking courier pigeon and sent it to Niger, this plan, and then sent in the Wagner group. Does Ukraine not have better things to worry about right. if they're like 
on the verge of being decimated by the big bad Putin himself. Like apparently not. Uh, apparently not. So, yeah. but whenever whenever Ukraine comes, I was like, he did it. Russia yeah. did it. I'm just like, all right, what's 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 going on here? Because yeah. I question everything about the Ukrainian narrative oh, yeah. already. Right. So if you're opening your mouth, there's probably something more right. to the story. Agreed. We're gonna take a couple minutes break and uh, get something to drink and. We're going to come back. We're going to keep going. This is more than I have like focused attention on any single country in Africa right. in my entire life, collectively <laughs> combined. That yeah. like this last hour has, has been more time spent in my brain on especially Niger, yeah. like more focus on Niger than I've ever put in the last 38 years of my right. life. So we might as well continue it with a full two hours. So sure. we'll be right back in just, just a couple of minutes. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi. I'm Remsa W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez, at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Me Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Talking about Niger. 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 I don't know. Niger, I guess. So I found this while we were just on break. Oh, okay. Child labor and forced labor reports. Finding 2021 findings on the worst forms of child labor. Hmm. Now we talked about the mining and shit, and we speculated on like human trafficking and yes. all this random shit. This cord is really bothering me. Um, in 2021, Niger made moderate advancement in efforts to eliminate the worst forms of child labor. How nice of them. Wow, that is nice. The government created the National Steering Committee to combat child labor. In addition, Niger signed a memorandum 
of understanding with Nigeria, formalizing cooperation agreements between the two governments to improve their collective response to human trafficking. Um, prevalence, and so, let's see. All right, here. It says, however, children in Nigeria are subjected to the worst forms of child labor, including in hereditary slavery and mining. How in 2021 are they still have slavery, human trafficking, when this is supposed to be like the epitome of democracy in right. fucking Africa? Yeah, well, because the same shit happens here. <laughs> children also perform dangerous tasks, hurting livestock. The minimum age for work does not meet international standards because it doesn't apply to children in unpaid or non-contractual work. In other words, slavery. slavery. Right. In addition, the government made no effort to address the ongoing practice of Wahaya, a form of child slavery that was upheld as illegal by a Nigerian court in 2019. Lastly, gaps in labor law enforcement also remain, including insufficient funding for labor uh, inspectors to conduct inspections. Wait, wait, wait what's what, what's Wahia? Uh, a form of child slavery that was upheld. That's as all it says. Is that's all it says. Yeah, so far. How do you spell it? W a h a y a. Children in Niger are subjected to the worst forms of child labor, including hereditary. We already read that. Um. Overview of children work. Street work, including market vendors and begging. Okay, so Wahia is a practice whereby girls and women are bought as official, unofficial wives and are called fifth wives, whereby they are, have given none of the legal rights that legal wives have as the maximum number of wives allowed by Islam is for. Wahia is a female slave brought, bought by a male common practice in niger and nigeria so it's a sex slave it's a sex it's a slave. nice way to yes. say sex slaves yes. and nigeria has done nothing yeah. to improve their sex slavery yes however again one of the yeah. great shining example and of democracy all our politicians probably have houses there <laughs> probably <laughs> so um, needless to say if there was the people that were like you know what we're kind of fed up with what's going on here I would understand that. Yeah. And I don't see that as a threat to democracy. Yeah. You have child slavery, you have sex slavery, you have uh, children working in freaking uranium mines. Right. Yeah. Yet it's it's a problem if we overthrow the government that's right. still freaking allowing this shit. Right, right. So let, let's keep going though. Um, this gets into kind of the Russian problem with all of it. Uh, because like I said before, let me see if I can find this one. Um, Freaking Ukraine is blaming, obviously, Russia in all of this. Of course, I don't like articles just freaking like disappear when or I just forget to pull them up. One of the two. Most likely that one. Could you imagine having five wives? No. <laughs> like, why would you want freaking five wives? That's insane. Uh, let, let me let me Google this. Niger, like I got to be careful how I spell this too. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> no, my computer doesn't try to autocorrect to the other word. I don't type it that many times. Um, I don't type it at all, obviously. Let's see news. Oh come on. 
Oh, here we go. Russia, responsible for the Niger coup, says top Ukrainian officials. Of course. This is from Al Jazeera. Hmm. Uh, it says the Russian Wagner Group boss, Yevgeny Prigozhin, we talked about him, oh, yeah, we've talked about has hailed the coup as a move towards independence from the West. So he's saying this is, he's probably saying this is, <laughs> this is great for democracy in Africa. The United States yeah. is like, this is a threat to democracy in Africa. <laughs> Ukrainian official has accused Moscow of orchestrating the coup in Niger, referring to the alleged involvement as a standard Russian tactic. Now, you know what's a standard tactic is Ukraine blaming Russia for something yeah, that right. happened, bad exactly. that happened. Last Wednesday, President Mohamed Bazoum and his democratically elected government were removed by military leaders in the seventh military coup the country has seen in less than three years i wow. i thought it said, i thought it was the seventh since the 60s right. when they gained their independence yeah. no this is the seventh military in coup years. in just three years but again <laughs> great shining example of democracy right, right. on tuesday mikhailo podoliak an advisor to the ukrainian president said russia was behind the sh shocking takeover is it really that shocking when it's your seventh in three, <laughs> three freaking right? years? Yes. Why is that shocking? I, I want to know why we haven't heard about the other seven or six. Yes. Right? It's like like when, when I said, Did you, would you have guessed there was a coup in Africa? You're like, no shit. Right. Yeah, right no no right. kidding. Yeah. Now, this is, again, this is like a holiday for them. This is yeah. like, this is, I mean, that's more than two. It's more than three per or more than two per year. It's yeah. like two and a half per yeah. year. It's like coup season. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like a shocking takeover. Yeah. Military takeover. It's, no, it, like yeah. it's not shocking at this point. On social media outlet X, formerly known as Twitter, Podolayak wrote, it is now absolutely clear that Russia is behind the so-called military coup in Niger. It is a standard Russian tactic. Divert attention, seize the moment, and expand the conflict. Yes, that may be a Russian tactic, but isn't that also like a yes, Western tactic? Like a, that's everybody's like tactic. a NATO tactic, a U.S. tactic, like a yes. superpower tactic. Uh, you um, divert attention, yeah. like in Ukraine, you seize the moment, like in Ukraine, and you expand I, the conflict, I mean, that, that's... similar to Ukraine. It's like <laughs> literally what's going on in your country. That, I mean, that's the West did that to what you. our country does to us every time. Yes. <laughs> Russia has a global scenario for provoking instability to undermine the global security order. I mean, any of these, we can just put any superpower name yeah. in there. It's time to draw the right conclusion. Only the removal of Putin, Putin's clan, and sending Russia to the political rebirth can guarantee the inviolability vi 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 of rules and stability to the world. He's using this as, look, look at the 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 seventh military coup in Niger. Yeah. This is a reason why we gotta take down Russia right. and send them to the stone political stone age. Is pretty much he called it political rebirth. So yeah. basically, overthrow right the Make current start government over. of Russia. Yes, because of this shocking right. seventh. Uh, coup in in Niger. Uh, the Kremlin said, "Talk, talk about a, uh, because he talks about Russia capitalizing on the moment. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? I know, right? Right now, it's just like we got to overthrow Russia because yeah. of this yeah. number seven. Right, they're, seven they're... was the final straw for <laughs> Russia. They're dividing and conquering right now. 
The Kremlin said Monday the situation in Niger was cause for serious concern. After the coup was condemned by much of the world, but welcomed by the Wagner mercenary boss, Yevgeny Prigozhin, who has extensive interest in Africa. In a call with the reporters, Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov said Russia called for all sides in Niger to show restraint and for the fastest possible return to legal order. Russia's Wagner group has not claimed responsibility for the coup, but Prigozhin has hailed the military takeover. Prigozhin's fighters have played a significant role in many African states, to the dismay of the West, and most recently arrived in Central African Republic ahead of a constitutional referendum. In a recent audio message on the Wagner Group Telegram, Prigogine said what happened in Niger is nothing other than the struggle of the people of Niger with their colonizers, with colonizers who are trying to foist their rules of life on them and their conditions and keep them in the state that Africa was in hundreds of years ago. That's I mean, that's exactly why the West cares. Yeah. It's like, we don't want things to be different there because this has worked so well right, for us. Yeah. We're making a lot since, of money here. Since the days of slave trade, right? yeah. uh, slave trade, um, like uh, it, it's just worked for us. So yeah. if, thing, if that shifts, then everything is different, obviously. Uh, but the equ equilibrium in the region is going to shift and that's going to throw off everything. Uh, Prigogin added, today is effectively gaining their independence. The rest will without doubt depend on the citizens of Niger and how effective governance will be. But the main thing is they have to get rid of the colonizers. So so I feel like Putin got pissed at Prigogin after his like alleged coup and was like, you know what, just just go start shit in Africa. Yeah. Why, <laughs> why are you doing that here when yeah. there's you you can have the entire continent. Right. You go crazy. Apparently, like this Prigogin guy was given free reign to move about as freely as possible and do whatever the fuck he wanted in Africa after hmm. he was kind of given the boot from Russia. Hmm. So yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. It's like this thing you do, it works really well. Yeah. We don't want it here, <laughs> right? but I got a job for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that thing that you've been doing in Africa, you keep doing that and you can have your life. So, so basically they're, they're starting shit. It's like, okay, which one of us are going to rape Niger? Right. Like right. which one of us are going to be able to like really take advantage of the situation here? You know? Yeah. Like, do you want we, it to be Russia, the bad guys, or if, do you want it to be us? The if good you guys? don't want it to be Russia, then let us continue to rape them. And, <laughs> exactly. And because we're the good guys. Child slavery, because that would be the best. Yes. Because CNN even came out and was like, America or Africa's latest coup is a headache for the West and an opportunity for Russia. And it's just like they're saying all this stuff is like such a it's back to, again, Cold War type shit yes. where it's like, you know, yeah, this may may not be good, but at least it's not Russia that that that's doing this. Uh, this is from CNN. It says days after democratically elected president of Niger was deposed in military coup, thousands of supporters of takeovers thronged the French embassy. Fucking, fucking CNN. Like every, I'm not leaving you. <laughs> like it won't let me pull up the article I want. It keeps like giving other pop ups. Hang on, it's loading again. Okay. Okay. Um, it says as President Mohammed Bazoum was being held captive by his soldiers at the presidential palace in uh, Nayame, tense scenes played out down the road where. 
pro-coup Niger or Nigerians, some waving Russian flags chanted long live Putin and down with France as a plaque at the embassy was torn down. The images reverberated through the halls of power at the Elysee Palace in Paris, thousands of miles away. French President Emmanuel Macron threatened retaliation against any attacks on French nationals and condemned the coup as completely illegitimate and profoundly dangerous for the Nigerians, Niger and the whole region. The U.S. and other Western nations also condemned the coup, and a block of Western African countries threatened to intervene militarily if Bazoum was not reinstated. U.S. President Joe Biden called for immediate release of Bazoum in a written statement commemorating Niger's Independence Day, saying Washington stands with the people of Niger as the country Does faces, he though? <laughs> as the country faces a grave challenge to its democracy. The toppling of Bazoum was just the latest in a spate of recent coups stretching from one side of Africa to the other. Five countries in Western and Central Africa have been seized by military juntas in the past three years, five of them former French colonies. Do you ever stop and ask, maybe are the people just not happy with what's going on there and that's why there's yeah. coups? I, I would think like, you know, maybe they don't want to be moved and forced to mine and, you know, um, right. be poor. And yeah, give all their freaking <laughs> right. wealth and resources to France yeah. or the EU or whatever. Or, yeah. The coups have unfolded within the context of a wider struggle between the West and Russia for influence in Africa. That's all we give a shit about. Yep. We don't care that the people are a little upset. Yeah. We only care about who's going to have the bigger influence in Africa. Yep. Like who's going to like, well, obviously if the West is not the main influence in Africa, it's going to be Russia. We don't want Russia to have influence right. in it. So is it really that bad for the West to have that much of an influence yeah. on a Africa? I mean, God forbid they like just, yeah live their own lives and do what they want with their own resources right. even if they yeah. just completely fuck it up right right that's your right it's, it's your country. country fuck it up yeah. all you want i don't care absolutely you do like, what you do again we can't be getting that much uranium from there yeah we can't be even getting that much oil from there i, mm -hmm. I want to think yeah i mean it's kind of on a trade route yeah i guess a tra human trafficking trade route um but it's still the fucking middle of the desert it's right. not it's not on like a major body like water body mm -hmm. it's not it doesn't have any ports nothing right. like that right. it's landlocked it's yeah. pretty much all desert yeah and again it's not like i can't imagine we're gaining that much financially from it it's just the whole well if we're not in charge who's going to be in charge somebody's got to be in charge we want to be in charge right and we need a foot a stronger foothold in africa right uh, i says uh Let's see. The, the coups have unfolded within the context of a wider struggle between the West and Russia for influence in Africa, where experts say a rising tide of anger in former French colonies has left the door open for the Kremlin. While there is no sign that Russia helped instigate Niger's rebellion, Moscow has sought to take advantage of anti-Western sentiment around the region in re recent years. U.S. officials warned that the Russian mercenary group Wagner, which helps prop up several military juntas in the region could seek to exploit the crisis in Niger. Wagner boss Yevgeny Prigozhin has celebrated the pooch, the put, put, the putz, I don't know what that word means, and offered to help the country's new leaders. 
As Western countries race to evacuate their people from Miami on Wednesday, one of Niger's coup leaders flew with a delegation to neighboring Mali, where hundreds of Wagner contractors were stationed to seek support for that nation's military ruler. Um, the coup in Niger, so this talks about how they're an important, important Western ally. So important that we let them starve and like rape their land right. and shit. Absolutely. The coup in Niger has deprived Western nations particularly France and the United States, of a key ally in a troubled region. So we are the ones deprived of out of this whole coup. <laughs> Again, they're not even like covering this up as a yeah. humanitarian thing. Right. It's like, well, we got to do something about it because of the people and the, right. the babies and in incubators like Iraq and, right. uh, you know, like like the, the freaking refugees like in Syria. Yeah. No, now it's just like they're depriving us of a yeah. key ally in the region. What about the United States? Yeah, what about us? Yeah, you ever what, ask, get? what about us? Don't you care? Didn't Michael Jackson have a song, What About Us? I think so, yes. The largest country in West Africa, Niger has been touted as a democratic success story on the continent, and Bazoum was seen as a crucial partner in the fight against Islamic yeah, Islamist for this six months in the region. <laughs> democratic success story on the continent and a crucial partner in the fight against Islamist jihadists in the region. Yeah. Probably like, the people that just want to take the right. fucking country It's back. like they, they're trying to rewrite history and, and, and paint this as like, no, no, what, what we've helped them become who they are today. Yes. Now, we, we feel like they owe us. Yeah, right. About 1,100 U.S. troops are stationed in the country, including at a drone base that aids the Nigerian military and the countering insurgents affili affiliated to ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Have you even heard those two names in the last like five years? <sighs> yeah, right. The French military also maintains two permanent bases in the Sahel region, one of which is Niami. Niami. I don't I don't I've pronounced it three different ways. Since we <laughs> uh, this was the main base for its flagship operation Barkane, a border French anti-terror initiative targeting militants across the Sahel, including in Burkina Faso. So that remember that Operation Barkane Barkane was one that the coup people, right? The whatever we're calling them, um, they were against. They're they were right. against like they were pro Russia attacking Ukraine and they were heavily like protest. Oh, it's the protest, yeah, yeah, leading up to this. Right. They were protesting this Operation Barking that apparently is a French anti terror initiative targeting militants across the Sahel, probably okay. targeting citizens, probably right, targeting right. their family members, right. blowing, blowing up their up freaking houses parties. and birthday. Yeah. The same thing we did in like right. Afghanistan yeah, and Iraq, absolutely. but this with their drones. Right. This is the French yeah. version Which of gonna the fuck war it up on even more. Yeah, so it's the French version of the war on terror. They're just yeah. like we're going to try Africa first yeah. because that seems easier. The number of violent events involving militant Islamist groups in the Sahel has doubled since 2021. So we've got this hub in the dead center of the Sahel region. Mm -hmm. That's supposed to be the biggest counter to terrorists, yeah, militant Islamic groups mm -hmm. in the region. Yet, kind of like the war on drugs and kind of like the war on poverty, for some reason, since we put that hub there, there's more Islamic groups there, like it yeah. is like militant Islamic terrorist cells in that region. Yeah, that sounds like democracy. So what 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 are you doing there then? Right. Yeah. 
they're they're are you they're attacking the groups yeah well and that that's it they're they're probably torturing citizens black bagging them torturing them and turning the citizenship around against them yeah and pissing off the citizens yeah so and it's like, so they join Islamic yes. terrorist groups. You're and, you're help building their their membership. Yes. Uh, says the number of violent events involving Islam militant Islamist groups in the Sahel has doubled since 2021, according to a report published on Monday by the African Center for Strategic Studies, a Pentagon think tank. Uh, Niger is also a leading supply of uranium to the European Union and produces about five percent of the world's supply of the mineral according to the World Nuclear Association. So we can't lose our uranium, and um, obviously we got we to keep our hope. extremist. Obviously. Uh, despite its wealth, so now we're talking about the anti-French backlash. Despite okay. its wealth of resources, Niger remains one of the poorest countries in the world. Many, especially in the younger generation, see France as responsible for prevailing poverty levels in the country. Okay, this is where it talks about... Uh, French Francis control that oh, still okay. is over it says um, we came out to tell this little Macron M Macron from France that Niger belongs to us. It is up to us to do what we want with Niger. That sounds anti-democratic right? there, yes, doesn't it? I think so. Like the people saying it's up to the people to decide yeah. what happens yes. to our country. That's anti-democratic yes. sentiment there. They have this to go is, down. Yeah, this is like a disgrace to democracy yeah. as we know it to say, <laughs> We don't want your country telling us what to do. Right. We, the people, want to tell yeah. us, ourselves How what to do. How dare you? <laughs> um, says, this resentment has spilled over into a burgeoning anti-French sentiment that is rising across the former French colonies in West and Central Africa, said uh, Uluwali Ojawali. Olawali Ojawali. Sounds like a campfire song. <laughs> Udalali, Udalali, golly, what a day. <laughs> yeah. An analyst with the Institute of Security Studies. There's a sense that even though France granted independence, they are still tied to the umbilical cord of France. There's a subtle thinking that nothing takes place in Francophone countries without the tactic approval of France, Ojawali told CNN. <laughs> For decades, Paris has maintained a prominent presence in African nations stemming from its colonial history in the continent, a relationship known as Frank Africa. Frank Africa has often been criticized for perpetuating neo-colonial policies or practices like we talked about. It's yeah. it's like colonialism without the name colonialism. Right. Uh, for example, few things have sparked more controversy than the Central African Franc, or CFA, a currency which is still used by 14 nations in West and Central Africa, including Niger. Countries using the C CFA francs are required to store 50% of their currency reserves with the Bank of France, and the currency is pegged to the euro. While Paris asserts that the system promotes economic stability, others say it allows France to exert control over the economy of the countries using it. Yeah. That's exactly what it's for. Otherwise, yeah. why the fuck would they right. insist on it? Oh, just do that. I mean, it's yeah. not going to affect our economy. It's not going to yeah. affect yours. Just do it. Yeah, it, well, they, they keep the money in their banks. They build up the interest. They probably yeah. take the interest. They probably tax the interest. And then they... And then they, they probably set, like, their own uh, interest rates oh, yeah. with it. Absolutely. Like, based on France's interest rates, yep. not based on... Right, which is is... I mean, beating the shit out of them because I couldn't afford French rates. Yeah. It says battle for influence. So this gets into 
probably Russia, I would assume. The wave of anger across or against the French in its former, former colonies in Africa presents an opportunity for Russia as it seeks to extend its influence across the continent, said Ramey Adekoya, an associate lecturer in politics at the UK's York University. When people were talking about potential rival, rivals of Western influence in Africa, it's always China, because we talk about the Belt Road Initiative right. in China wanting to go. We, I mean, we talked about it today, China yeah. taking over the freaking airport. Right. Um, it says, now in the past couple of years, essentially since the war in Ukraine, Russia has intensified its efforts, and all of a sudden Russia is now back as almost a geopolitical geopolitical player on the African continent, and Western intelligence services are worried. Wagner is central to the way in which Russia has maintained uh, and grown its clout in Africa. Uh, Wagner founder Prigogine blamed the coup in Niger on the legacy of colonialism and said his group was capable of dealing with situations like the one unfolding in Niamey, uh, though there are no signs yet that his offer has been taken up. What happens in Niger has been brewing for years, Prigogine said. The former colonizers are trying to keep people of African countries in check. In order to keep them in check, the former colonizers are filling these countries with terrorists and various bandit formations, thus creating a colossal security crisis. Hmm. Now, going back up where I said, hey, we have this major hub to fight terrorism, and for some reason the terrorism's to the terrorists just keep popping up. And then you have the Russian guy saying, um, well, actually, it's the colonizers being the Western countries that are providing the terrorists. And it's almost as if, uh, like, Nazis showing up in Ukraine. Yeah. Right? Or like, uh, um, like the Pakistanis that were right. sending their freaking terrorists into Afghanistan I mean, for... Wouldn't that be quite the incentive to want western security forces it's if... almost like the mafia right right it's like you're you gonna pay, pay for, for your protection protection, protection from we what send you the protection yes. from our people yes yes like we, we wouldn't want anything bad to happen yeah. we wouldn't <laughs> want there to be a fire now right. would we yeah that would be a like tragedy. Can you imagine if you didn't pay for the insurance and there happened to be a fire at your at your place of business yeah. That's almost exactly what it sounds like. That it is. It's like you want to want terrorists, yeah, in the country, would you? Yeah. Well, we have to. But I mean, if you pay for our protection, yeah. well, yeah, we'll pay for it. Then you got to send in some terrorists to make it look like right. there's absolutely there's well, an actual we're paying threat. For protection. How come uh, the terrorist number has doubled? Well, you just need to pay <laughs> us for more protection. Right. right. Exactly. Or, or not paying. Give us uranium at cut rate. Right. As the coup was unfolding in Niger last week, Russian President Putin was launching a charm offense in African, on African leaders at a summit in St. Petersburg, where he railed against Western colonialism and wooed attendees with gifts, including debt relief for Somalia, a mobile medical laboratory for Uganda, and even a presidential helicopter for the leaders of Zimbabwe. I mean, can you blame them for taking that? How dare them take right. debt relief? As a poor African country right. like Somalia. Yeah. I mean, what is the United States and France giving them? Uh, High interest Probably rates. more debt. And terrorism. <laughs> yes, and terrorism. <laughs> the meeting was more sparsely attended than the Kremlin had hoped. 17 African heads of state showed up, far fewer than 43 that attended a previous summit. So why do we care about Niger? Because if we don't care about Niger, 
Russia's going to care about Russia exactly. this year. And we couldn't possibly afford to let Russia yeah. take over another country, yet another country, especially one that's so, like, supposedly, like, such a freaking, yeah. such yeah. a freaking, like, geo geographically yeah. located position there. Yeah. And, and if the West didn't treat them like shit, they wouldn't even be entertaining offers from Russia. No. I mean, or if just left them the fuck alone. Right, right. Let them do yeah. as they, they, they please. can't do that. No. Now, at one point in this article, it talks about um, the African nations turning to their real friends. You, like, turning away, turning their backs on um, like traditional partners and allies right. that uh, kind of fucked them over for the last 100 years right. and turning to quote unquote their real friends or maybe just looking for another opportunity. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe just like putting the feelers in the water. It's like, what can you offer? Right. Yeah. Because they're not offering us a whole lot. But yeah. What can Russia, what can China offer? What can North Korea even offer? Yeah. God knows nothing. But, you know, it's just like, yeah. Just because we say they're, I mean, they could be the freaking bad guy, yeah. the evil villain that we Absolutely. say Putin is. But if we're not doing them much favors, right. Africa doesn't care if we hate Russia. Right. If they're still starving yeah. and somebody else is just like, you know, I, got, I might be able to make you a better deal. It's mm -hmm. just like, well, maybe I'll entertain yeah. this, this deal. And then the rest. I mean, obviously, what do we do? We just let them go about their way, right? right and make right. deals. No, we we probably send in troops. Yes. Or bully them into staying with us. Or make our other African allies send in troops right. or like pressure the whatever that African union was to, yeah. to intervene on the behalf mm -hmm. of the, the colonizers or the yeah. West or the French or the e like whatever we're calling them this these days. Right. I, I don't know. Like the, the organization of the week. I do know that like we're lose, potentially losing a major foothold. If we lose yeah. much more of Africa, like I, I feel like Africa is going to be a harder sell for the West because we've done so much bad shit against Africa yeah. for so many years. Yeah. That is just, uh, even if, even if we were promising them little like riches and gold and yeah. like, we're going to make you a rich, like it would be a hard sell. But, but what's the last country we actually helped? I mean, honestly, what, what was the last time we went into a country and actually did some good? Yeah. Walked away and they, they like they, came yeah, out and they were top. happy. They, no, it's usually the countries they are like, fuck you. We're yeah. like, Oh, we're going to put sanctions on you. And they like turn into yeah. like some rich, nation or something i i don't know yeah but that's it exactly I, I feel like the last 10 years it's been like a, a game of risk oh, and, yeah. and countries are, are either deciding to go with russia and china or with the united states and we've just been screwing the pooch so much that we keep losing all these well, obviously i mean so but that's that's why we go to war with everybody yeah like, because you know I, I i i don't know it's a big it it's still really bizarre to me like all the other countries that we have talked about on here like haiti for example right. there's so much information to speculate yes. on what's really going on in haiti like with the clinton foundation and um just like the sweatshops literal sweatshops mm -hmm. we were trying to like the big freaking 
what was it? The textile places. We right. shut down all their farms. And right. I mean, the information's out there. Yeah. Like it's hard to even find information to speculate on yeah. when they share. I mean, again, it's a freaking sandbox. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what, like what, what's our interest? Like Afghanistan and that region, that is like bordering Russia. So right. I could see why we would want like a foothold in kind of that region. Yeah. But why here? Right. Why this sandbox? Yeah. We played in enough sandboxes and we fucked them all up. Why do we need to screw up this yeah. sandbox? I, I, I think that Africa is like, like I said, prime real estate. Everybody wants a piece of Africa right now. And, and maybe it's prime because for of what though? What did well, they find in Africa <laughs> that they're not telling us about? Right. Exactly. It's, what is it? Just like the last frontier? It's just like, we got it. Well, I mean, we got it. We got to take it over. There is probably a lot of natural resources that are very much untapped in Africa. Or even just like the potential of right. that. There's like, probably a lot of oil in Niger. There there could be. And, there could be that. And but, that's, we'll, we'll find that yeah. out in about 10 years after the next It war. could just be like, there may be natural resources that we haven't discovered yet, but we haven't like right. fully like plundered all of Africa right. yet. So we just got to plunder. Or it could be. It could be to me that maybe this is another Cold War scenario where we're just trying to like stretch Russia thin and bankrupt Russia mm. through all these proxy wars. But it almost seems like Russia's doing that to us right now. Or that maybe they're yeah. using our own game against I, us. And, and that's like, what it well, seems like. It almost it's really very much seems like almost like an Afghanistan thing. Or like, yeah, like all of the fifties and on like the entire existence of the Soviet union, where we just fought all these small yeah. wars and just like bankrupted the Soviet union. But maybe the Wagner group is going in and look like, be like, look, man, these colonials, they're, they're screwing up your country. They're raping your land. You know, we'll support you if you want to kick them out. Yeah. Right. So I got this last one. This is from a former NATO commander. He's warning of a devastating full blown war in Africa. Hmm. I guess, I mean, why not? Sure. I mean, we're threatening war with China, Ukraine, Russia. Attack Russia, the homeland. Yeah. Attack China. I mean, it would make, this would make the most sense, I think, actually. Yeah. Because uh, you can't, like, we're, we're coming to realize that this whole making russia the back like we're not we're not going to attack russia right. and russia's not going to attack nato right. it's just not going to happen right you can't attack them on their home so go back to the soviet era tactics where it's just like well let's just start the shit over right. here so russia maybe sends in troops and we can like fight like let's just continue the proxy wars yeah. uh, all the Middle Eastern countries, they're sick of the proxy wars. Let's move this. Let's yeah. move it to Africa. Right, right. We've gone from South America. We've gone to the Middle East, yeah. uh, Eastern Europe. Yeah, let's, let's wait, do wait, Africa. Wait, it's Africa's time. Okay. Right. Uh, this is from Newsweek. It says, former NATO commander warns of devastating full-blown war in Africa. Uh, it says, former NATO Supreme Allied Commander of Europe, James, James Stavridis, warned on Sunday that the conflict in Niger amid a looming deadline for coup leaders to cede power could potentially lead to a full-blown war in Africa. The Sunday deadline established by a coalition of West African nations for Niger to return to democratic rule is set to expire. 
quote unquote. They should put democratic rule in quotations. They should. The demand has been shunned by fellow military-led countries, Burkina Faso and Mali, who have jointly warned that any intervention would amount to a declaration of war. While conflict is far from guaranteed, the conditions for a major escalation are quickly brewing on a continent that has played host to some of the deadliest wars in the past century. Some believe that such a confrontation would have vast ramifications, not only for people of the Sahel region, but far beyond, with the potential to draw in the likes of the United States, France, and Russia, among among other invested powers. Again, they're not even covering up that we yeah. care about the people there. Right. It's like, yeah. we're heavily invested right. in this region. We can't afford right. to just walk away yeah. from it. For us. <laughs> yeah. Like, I even saw... a freaking news reporter talking about like like the u.s can't afford to walk away from niger right now we, we just can't afford like when they were talking about how by law we have to just discontinue our aid and stuff mm -hmm. in our military it's like they were like we can't afford to do that like we can't just afford yeah. to walk away from it like we have to intervene because right. it's that crucial it's just like we don't give like nobody's even in any of these articles has really even mentioned the Nigerian people right, right. in this. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it says, on Friday, defense chiefs from West African nations finalized an intervention plan and urged militaries to ready resources after negotiations with Niger's military junta stalled. All the elements that would go into any eventual intervention have been brought out here and been refined, including the timing, the resources needed, and the how and where and when we are going to deploy such a force. Seven days this has been going on. Mm -hmm. Like since, what, was it last Wednesday, I think? Yeah. So like six days. All the elements that would go into an intervention are here. And it's planned out. And the resources needed are like all the how, when, why, what, it, all that's all planned out. Does it feel like maybe this was like in the works ahead of time? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But in like six days, they're like, oh, yeah, we uh, we already know what we're going to do if something right. if we're going to need to intervene. We've we've already worked this they, out. They they probably have seen this coming for a while. It's kind of like working on the covid vaccine right. with, for the last 10 yeah, years. Right. Right. Like we know. It was I coming. mean, did you have any idea that there's 14 countries in Africa that are on the French monetary system? No, oh, I didn't fucking know. Yeah. France had control of anything anymore. Yeah, me neither. I didn't know any of this shit. Um. It says, uh, blah, blah, blah. It says, however, Musa did not say whether ECOWAS would deploy force at the end of the deadline given to the junta. Newsweek has reached out to multiple military ex experts for comment via email. While speaking to the New York Times on Saturday, General Christopher Gwaben Musa, Nigerian Nigerian chief of defense staff told the newspaper, democracy must be restored through diplomacy or force. Isn't that like our only options? Uh, yeah. <laughs> diplomacy or force. On Sunday's uh, security and intelligence expert, Aluse Adetayo told CNN that preparation is already in top gear. There's no doubt about that, that in the military are on standby. To my own understanding, Niger or Nigeria is not going to back down and will do whatever it takes to return Niger to civilian rule. Meanwhile, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken wrote on X on Friday that U.S. is pausing certain foreign assistance programs. 
The provision of United States assistance to the government of Niger depends on democratic governance and respect for constitutional order. Hmm. We are pausing certain foreign assistance programs and will continue to review our assistance as the situation evolves. And that's it. Hmm. Do you think we're headed to towards full-blown war in Africa? I mean, we've been I wanting think, a full-blown right. war. I, I think Africa is probably moving towards a full-blown war, but I think the United States will find someone else to fight it. No, I don't think so. You think the, the, they'll uh, send troops in? Oh, absolutely. Really? I do. Because okay. we don't got any fucking treaties against Africa. No. We don't got anything that's like, you know, you step across that line, we're going to step across that line. Like, not, there's nothing saying. Yeah. Like... With like, like we've been trying to push towards a full blown war. We've been trying to provoke the other side towards some sort of full blown war yeah. to have something to expand the military industrial complex for since Ukraine. Yeah, but we've been trying China, to get them we, to cross we, the we, line. We've try, been trying to get Russia to cross the line. They're not doing. It. They're trying to get us to cross the line. Right. We're not doing. It. We've been trying to get China to cross the line with Taiwan. They're not doing it. Right. And we probably realize that'd be really fucking stupid to attack China. Right. So then it's just like. Africa. Yeah. We could fight wars in Africa. I mean, we already have the desert camos from Afghanistan and Iraq. Right. We might as well take them to Africa. Yeah. We don't even have to redesign our camos. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a pretty big, like, okay, who's going to blink first moment? And you, and you think we'll be the ones that do it? I don't think we'll be the first to do it, but I think we'll, we would definitely have some sort of, yeah. especially because... I mean, we are French allies. We're allies with yeah, but we NATO allies with, with France. Well, obviously, but like I mean, look Fran at Vietnam. France went. would be the first one to intervene yeah. as far as a European power because they have the heaviest interest there. Right. And then I feel like NATO would kind of follow into that. And you, damn right, the U.S. would get some sort of involved in it. Yeah. I mean, the U.S. provides ninety percent of well, NATO. Everybody, right? And Russia would definitely get involved in it, just as big fuck you to the right. West, and then the West would do it as a big fuck you to. And, and I can see Biden doing that because he's very much like, oh well, you gotta you gotta fight for democracy, obviously. But I mean, strategically, I just think it, it's they hate us because they hate our freedom, right? I, I think it's a, a boneheaded move. <laughs> what? Iraq was a boneheaded. Well, move. every battle we've been in in the move. last. 30, 25 Ukraine's years. Ukraine's a boneheaded move. Years. <laughs> you, you, I, yes. The same people that got us, not us per se, but got the involvement in Ukraine that's going on right now. Yes. Yes. They're, they're still doing the same shit. Of course they would get, be really willing to get us involved yeah. in some African country that's supposedly this giant look strategic at, hub. Look at Syria. I mean, we didn't fully commit to Syria. No, but we sure let it fall to bits well, and pieces. We, we did, but we're good at that. So I just Syria is also really close to Russia too. Well, yeah, I know, but and Russia was perpetrating the, the proxy war in that. Was in Syria is Syria an ally to Russia? Yeah. So I mean that's probably a good reason. There's not any like hard defined allies in Africa, right? In especially like Western Africa. Right. It's like the perfect proxy wars. Yes, we all have our interests there, yeah. and France has heavily invested. I mean, th this article says, "Oh, I mean, this is this is harming our investments right. in the region." And everybody's going to protect their investments. Right. They're not going to protect the people, but they're going to protect their investments mm -hmm. um, because of democracy. 
So yeah, I hundred percent. It, it's we interesting would get to me though. To protect our investments. Biden being a a, I don't know, a disciple of Obama, and Obama was very much anti colonialist. Was he on paper? I was going to say, right. was he though? Yeah. Was right, he? but I mean, it, it. I think it would be hard for Biden to defend that. Be like, yeah, we're going in. You know, I mean, of course he's going to push it on saving democracy, and he'll probably even say that Trump had something to do with it. But every Every major news site has touted our investment in the region, right. and we can't afford to lose our investment in the region. Right. We can't afford to lose our strategic placement in the region. Yeah, I mean, it, hands down, like every like nobody's even questioning whether we should do something in the region. It's, right. Everyone's just like, uh, do we really want to lose out on this investment? Right on, on which, everything which is, we poured into there, uh, poured over. I mean, the people there are the ones that are suffering mostly because of our actions and France's actions. And so, as you said, no one's even trying to defend the people. Not anymore. Right. It's all about like, oh well, we want to get ours. Well, a part of me wonders: Are they not bringing up the people and whatever refugees, humanitarian, because they know that, like. France or the Western allies are a hundred percent responsible for the situation oh, they're in. So I that's, mean, well, let, let's not put the spotlight on the humanitarian right. crisis on this one, because we are a hundred percent, not us, but yeah. the West, I guess, if we want to lump us all together, yeah. the Western colonizers as Russia's calling it. Um, we, we single-handedly created the problem. Right. Absolutely. So we can't spotlight that because then yeah. people might start, researching how this problem well how this started to begin with because it couldn't have just been this coup right like it could not have been the coup that caused the humanitarian crisis what what actually but caused do you think that people are actually buying that excuse anymore that it it's to preserve democracy they keep throwing it out there well, i know i mean msnbc throws it out there at, against trump all the time well, yeah absolutely but i mean it, it's like I think people need to seriously look up what it means because they keep taking things away from people. You keep in using the, that word. And I don't think you know what it means. Yeah, <laughs> Don't think it means what it, you think it means. I I, I, I'm, I think what's going to happen in Africa is going to be a huge tragedy. Oh, it will. And, and it's going to completely decimate the entire area. And it's all for what? To piss Clout? off the other guy? Clout? Yeah, bragging rights. That, uh, that's pretty much it. That fifth uh, wife. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, that's what it seems. I, I mean, that's all it's even coming down to. It's just like, well, it really comes down to like who most influence in Africa, yeah. not not the people. Like we we gave up on the African people <laughs> after a Live Aid, and uh, yeah. if Bono uh, can't save them, nobody can. <laughs> right. Or what was the song that they all? Oh yeah, we um, are the world. The, yeah, we are the world. <laughs> we are the world. Yeah, like we gave up on Africa yeah. in the '80s and '90s. <laughs> now it's not about the African people anymore. It's just about yeah. I I want to see, I want I want to see a song, a collaborative song. It's coming. It's come. It's got to. But written in the context of all these articles, of not giving a single shit about the people yes. <laughs> of Africa, just may, singing may, about maybe... the lost potential of uranium. <laughs> Singing about the lost, um, the lost potential of holding such a strategic military position. I, I think you need to write that song. If you're a songwriter out there, please write the next 
rendition oh. <laughs> of We Are the World. <laughs> Please write the next um, rape live Africa. aid. Yeah. <laughs> we are the rapists. I don't know. I don't know. This is terrible. It's terrible because, yes, there's probably going to be some kind of major meltdown on the continent. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be bad. And the people. If we're not even pretending to care about the people anymore, <laughs> right? Then we know it's going to be bad because before we used to care, pretend to care right. about the we people. Had Sally Struthers over there selling rice. Well, I even like like freaking Syria and Afghanistan. Like we pretended to care. Oh, we're doing this for the people because you know Saddam Hussein. Uh, he's like so bad towards the people, so we take out Saddam Hussein, and we said just just flatten the entire right, country yeah. while we're there in afghanistan uh pleated uranium rounds all over the place right so now we're not even pretending that anymore yeah so you gotta that's because people kind of forget that there's african people now right right yeah and that it was fashionable in the 80s not yeah. so much anymore there, there's there are still people there whether yeah. you like to think it or not yeah and if we don't pretend to care about it if if the superpowers don't even pretend to care. You just know that they're just gonna like, yeah, not give two shits about who oh, gets yeah. mowed over in this this power grab. Right. It's gonna be another freaking. It's not gonna be. It's already. It's developed into another. I, not even a cold war. Like, yeah. what do you call it? Because like the super like pro cold war era proxy war yeah. type scenario, right? Where we're not directly fighting the bad guy. We're fighting the for land from the bad guy we're just i don't know screwing it's, with the bad guy yeah. at the expense it, of it's everybody a reverse else. afghanistan yeah right i don't know you got anything else on niger no i think we've kind of covered it all um ryan randall's here he says are y'all talking about the funding being withheld over 100 million according to state department briefing we did we did mention that that mm -hmm. they're waiting to come up with some national security excuse to give the funding back right. to the people that you know are are starving right like does it benefit us to continue to support the starving people over there because that's the only reason by law we can only continue to support the starving people over there if somehow it benefits us right if they if they take our guy back then we'll make sure they yes get exactly 100 million dollars yeah now i guess it's probably not really hurting the people there because they weren't getting any of that money say, anyway. Yeah, right. They weren't seeing a dime of that yeah. shit anyway. So yeah. they just pulled back all the laundering that they're doing right. through. Um, yeah. It's really the, the, the French government and Bazoom. Pro sure. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's going to be a mess and it's sad to see because it, it seems like more and more of these things are popping up. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it, it seems like we're, we're directly in cold war era again. Did, I guess you got to ask, did the Cold War era ever really officially end? No, I don't think it did. I mean, I think we had a nice little lull there did for we just about shift, 10 years. Just shift focuses on yeah. to like Monica Lewinsky. And then right. then there was the war on yeah. terrorism. We, well, we, we moved from from the Cold War. We had a little break with the right wing extremist in the country here. Oh, yeah. And well, then, first and then we, we had the terrorists. Yep. Yep. The terrorist. And then the right wing extremist. And then we came back to the terrorist. <laughs> and now we're on Russia. Uh, no, we didn't. Did we come back to the terrorists, or are we just saying that as a reason to keep well, our well? No. Uh, well, okay. It was it, it was a good excuse. Yeah, because 
I don't know. Ryan says rings like the Ukrainian money withheld. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like replays. Yes. Yeah. They're using the same playbook over and over again. That's all they've ever done. Almost like the NED. I was going to say, do you think I I didn't even look up Mm -hmm. the influence of the NED in that region? Oh, I, I'm sure know, there's got to be some because when we looked up when we did our show on the NED, I mean, there was what 119 countries that they're operating in, like all of them, yeah, pretty much, basically. <laughs> so yes, I, I'm sure that that yeah, Niger is one of them. I'm sure. That's all I've got on this topic. Yeah, no, it was uh, it's an interesting one. It'll be something to watch for sure. We learned a little bit about a Western West African yeah. country that we didn't know anything well, about, again, aside from the fact that it looked the word looks like the N word. That's about <laughs> all we knew about the country beforehand. Yes. And well, and again, I had no idea that that France was so involved in Africa. So. I wasn't. I didn't so, either. Like I thought, yeah. it's right, went away. Right. Yeah, you don't t- don't talk about it anymore. Like right? you hear, you know that the UK still has some of their colony mm. like any of the countries that still have the little uk flag up right. in the corner like australia mm. and um canada still kind of technically part of the right. commonwealth I mean, they were sad when the queen died yeah right? yeah <laughs> but you don't really think about yeah. france having that much hold maybe that's because right. people just don't give a shit about africa anymore i think that's it that's probably it so that's all we got make sure you check us out all over social media let me know what you think if you've heard any Anything to speculate on, any conspiracy theories about this this right. thing that's going on in Africa, because it's hard to find because people just don't talk about Africa. Well, and it sounds like it's because of all the bad stuff that happens there. Toto doesn't sing about Africa anymore. Not like anymore. I, I don't know. Like it, that's what they need—a new rendition. They 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 do. Facebook, uh, the the YouTube comments are always open. Um, we got a Facebook forum called the the break the breaking the bell forum, and then you can find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at the handle at break the bell pod. Uh, leave your comments, talk, discuss all this stuff. Um, leave your craziest uh, theories on what's going on in Africa. I wanted to. I was trying to figure out like, was there pushback against like um green energy or something now one of the things like i was going to get back to that one article about when that bazoom guy took power and he was had all these like kind of international aspirations Mm -hmm. one of the things that he wanted to get into more involved in was green energy and i'm just like i wonder if he's a wef plant yeah and are may are these african nations pushing against that oh i'm sure that model yeah that Europe just kind of bowed down to in the U S they're yeah. trying to force into well, it. And they're imagine, like, well, let's do it to Africa. And right. Africa's like, no, fuck you. Right. Well, imagine, I mean, do you think the United States ever would have gone through the industrial revolution if it was behold to green policies? Oh, I mean, wow. so imagine being a third world country and you're trying to become industrialized, but now they're saying, no, 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 we got green policies. We, you guys got a carbon yeah. footprint. You got to yeah. keep down. I mean, you can pay, you can pay, um, uh, these superpowers have developed all this green like technology you can buy it from them or you can pay their contractors to come in and do it for you and they they've got patents on that shit too so you can't develop your own (laughs) yeah so give us your oil and uranium and we will bring in some wind farms and and some solar panels you'll be happy 
Yes. Like superpowers. Yes. And we're electric cars. You Everybody's getting electric it. cars. You see how we did it. <laughs> yeah. You can achieve the American dream too right. in Africa <laughs> or the Western, whatever. Just, I don't, what a, whatever. S- send Greta in. Send her in. Definitely send Greta in. We got to get out of here. That's all I got for this week. That's all I got on Niger. That is literally all I've ever yes. read about Niger. So, I um, never thought you'd say Niger so much in your life. No, I didn't even know how to pronounce it till yeah. today. So there I've just go. always said the N word. Uh, <laughs> have a great rest of your week. We will catch you next time. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zelinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, Beyond the Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.